Let us now take our Bibles and let us read from the Word of God. The reading comes from Revelation chapter 21. We'll read verses 1 through to 8, and then we'll move on to verses 22 of chapter 21, and read through to verse 5 of chapter 22. And after reading from God's holy word, we can respond to singing from hymn 73, where we indeed may read about, uh, sing about the glorious sight that has appeared, that will appear also before our eyes as we enter the new heaven and new earth upon the Lord's return. 7, 3, verse 1, 2, and 4, after reading God's holy word. We read here the word of God. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, Sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Let's move on to verse 22. And I saw no temple in the city, for his temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. But by its light will the nations walk, and the kings of earth of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life." And the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God, and of the Lamb will be in it, and a servant will worship him. Servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. 
Thus far, the reading from God's holy word. The text for this morning is taken from Psalm 46. After a brief message from Psalm 46, we will respond to Psalm 43, verses 3, 4, and 5. Psalm 46, we read here the word of God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Beloved brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a beautiful psalm where we can receive much comfort. It starts off with the word God. And we know who we are talking about when we talk about God. God, the creator of all things. God who has become our father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He who has chosen us to be his chosen people out of all those who have fallen into sin, including ourselves. And so we may in grace hear from this gracious God of ours. And he is our refuge and strength, a very present help and trouble. He is our refuge. We have the word refugee also from the same root. Refugee is someone who's, who's fleeing, fleeing from persecution or fleeing from, from hunger, seeking help, seeking strength from somewhere. And God is our refuge. We can flee to him when we have trouble. Because he is our strength. He's not only our creator God. He's also our father through his son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He has opened the way for us to to bring our prayers before him. To lay our burdens before him. All the troubles that are in our hearts and in our minds. The daily issues that we come up in our lives. He is our help in trouble. A very present help. Very present. He's here with us today. He's in your hearts by his Holy Spirit that he has poured out in the time of Pentecost. He accompanies the preaching of his Holy Word. When you read his Holy Word, when you hear his Holy Word being proclaimed, the Spirit accompanies that Word, and it gives you courage and comfort again. When you have moments of troubles, when you have when tears begin to fall, you have lost of loved ones or, or bad news concerning your health, you may lay your prayers before the Lord, and he's there with you, right beside you, he's in you. 
as soon as you read your holy word, his holy word again, he speaks to you, he gives you comfort. All kinds of troubles can come up. And the psalmist here also lists some of the troubles. Therefore, we will not fear till the earth gives way. Have you ever experienced an earthquake? It's a real funny feeling when the ground underneath you starts to shake. It gives you a very unsettled feeling. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble in its swelling. This past week, a huge rainstorm in Toronto, where the waters came up. In fact, it came in went to one uh, elevator. Elevator got stuck and person just barely, two people barely made it out of it. Just one foot of water left. The waters can be very dangerous. The waters can roar, foam. And you're on the waters in the sea, the danger can be very dangerous. But the Lord is our protector. The Lord is our, our comforter. And when the mountains tremble at its swelling, we, we think of volcanoes, such as we have heard of in, in, in um, Hawaii were spewed out fire, consuming many acres of land and, and also causing some loss of life. But the Lord is our comforter. We have nothing to fear when these disasters come. This past week, last week I was preaching in Toronto concerning the, the seven seals. And if you open the seals, then, then you give an idea of, of how the Lord is burning out his wrath against the sins of this world. And terrible things happen. But the first thing the Lord makes known to, to his people, to his church, that he is going to protect her. That doesn't mean that we won't have those disasters affecting us, but he's going to protect, he's going to give her peace and comfort, knowing that these things need to take place before the end of the world come, but we will not lose our faith, just as the Lord held on to Job's faith, despite all the troubles that he had. The Lord is our protector, he is our refuge, he is our strength. He is our God who is ever-present. And this ever-present becomes a little bit clearer in verses 4 through to 5. There is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. Maybe some of you have been to Jerusalem. If you've been to Jerusalem, you're going to realize there's, there's no river in Jerusalem. There's no river in the holy city of God, the holy city of the Old Testament. Big cities are built by rivers. Babylon was built on Euphrates. Egypt was built on the Nile. Rome was built on, on Tiber. Jerusalem, where's, where's, the, where's the river? Yet here it says here, there is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God. What's he talking about here? First of all, who is that city of God? And we, we just read from Revelation, the new Jerusalem. That's not a building. That's not a buildings and streets and land. No, the, the city is people, the people of God. That is the Jerusalem. That is the, the Zion of God, the city of God. So there is a river whose stream makes glad the people. So what makes glad the people? It's the living waters that flow from God himself. God is ever-present. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. You see how God is in the midst of her explains what that river is? God is in the midst of her. Flowing out his, his, his ever-flowing life, his word, his spirit. And God will help her when morning dawns. Sometimes life can get very bitter and very heavy. And when you 
can have a good and peaceful sleep. It's just so beautiful when you can sleep well. When you wake up in the morning and all of those problems come to you again and you say, oh, then pick up your Bible. Read the Word of God and pray. God is ever with you also in the mornings. He will help you in the mornings. He will give you that peace that you need to go through that day to deal with that problem. Not necessarily the problem will disappear, but you overshadow that peace that only he can give. That peace is beyond understanding. The people in the world don't understand. But we can enjoy that because it comes from God to those who trust in him, who lean on him, who pray to him. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. Don't we hear that sometimes in the news, and especially in the past months, we wonder, is there going to be a third world war between the States and Korea? We're not sure. The kingdoms are raging. The nations are, our nations are raging. The kingdoms are tottering. We have nothing to fear, for the Lord is in control. Again, if you look at, at those seals, you see the Lord's in control of the nations. When you look at the Old Testament, how the Lord was also in, in control of the nations of the Old Testament. One rose, it fell. Another rose, it fell. Because there would be no nation that would live forever. Well, it exists forever. Only one kingdom will live forever, and that is the kingdom of Christ. And God brought every nation into the world for his own purpose, for his church. So he brought the Greeks into the world so that there would be a universal language. So his gospel would be spread quite quickly when the Lord Jesus came. He brought the Romans into the world as, as leaders of the world, because the Romans were known to crucify, and the Lord Jesus needed to be crucified, because that's the only way our curse could be removed. And the Romans were also known to build bridges and roads as no one did before, so the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ could spread quite quickly and throughout the whole world. You see how the Lord is in control of the nations. He utters his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord of hosts that is all things, all his angels, all his powers. He's the God of heaven and earth. Everything is in his control. Even the devil is under his control, even though he sometimes allows the devil to go quite a ways. But he will always control what the devil can do. We saw that also with Job. And sometimes he does allow difficult times because he draws us closer to him, draws us closer to his bosom so we would drink again from his living waters, his word. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Why does it say God of Jacob? Well, you have Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. That's often expressed in the Old Testament as well, New Testament. It means the God of the generations who are faithful to him. When you're faithful, then our God is a fortress. He's faithful to his covenant promises as he gave to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and throughout the generations who are faithful to him. God's promises are true. You can depend on them. He's our fortress. You can lean on it. Sometimes it's very difficult, but he's true to his word. He's forever your God. In fact, he says, come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariot with fire. Again, if you look at the Old Testament, how the Lord is in control. Mighty works. At times he allowed the people of Israel to be devastated because of their unfaithfulness. They needed to learn a lesson. At our times, he protected his people, and he did mighty things, miraculous moments in the history of salvation. But he was always there for his people. There was always a church of Jesus Christ. And so in conclusion, this author says, be still. If you've got a problem, don't blame the Lord. Be quiet. 
It's our fault. We brought sin into the world. We brought our troubles into the world. Be still, because look at what God has done. In his grace and his mercy, he has offered up his one and only son for the likes of you and me. Amazing God we have, and a gracious God we have. Know that I am God. It means I am in control. I am the Lord of heaven and earth. I am the one who has created all things, who governs all things, who upholds all things, and he will bring his purpose to conclusion. And his purpose of all creation is that man would glorify him. And though Satan tried to thwart this purpose, and although the world is very wicked, the Lord will fulfill his purpose. He will always have people praising and glorifying him. I will be exalted among the nations. There's people of God everywhere throughout the world today. There's almost not a nation that doesn't know Christ, doesn't know God the Father. I will be exalted on the earth. In the last day, everybody will know God and Jesus Christ. Everyone will bow the knee, but some will be lost, for it is too late. God will be exalted among the nations, and he will be exalted on the earth. This God is a God who is with us also at this time. As we hear his word proclaimed, as we may participate in the sacraments, he's here to also to strengthen you in your needs. Each and every one of us has struggles, has joys. Some of you may have very difficult struggles, relationship struggles, health struggles, loneliness. Okay? The Lord of hosts is with us. He can give you that strength as you come before, you, before, before him in prayer. He is the God of Jacob. He is our fortress. As you confess him to be your God and your Father, confess your sins to him and plead to him. Bring all your burdens before him. He will also strengthen you also this morning again through the word and through the sacraments. Amen.